With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. The Eagles are bad. What's going on, everybody? Zach Rosenblatt here with Mike K for the latest episode of the No Huddle Show. I've been thinking about what I, how I wanted to start this podcast. I wanted to be very negative right from the get-go, so I, I skipped the what's going on, everybody. But... We're, we're in a Mike Kay's hotel room. He's laying down comfortably, a lot more comfortably than I imagine the Eagles are on their plane on the way home from Miami tonight. Uh, they lost to the Miami Dolphins. <laughs> like, let's, just, let's just come out and say that. They lost 37. To, they gave up 37 points to the Miami Dolphins. Ryan Fitzpatrick, he's like rising. The, you know, I, I, I wrote, there was something before the season where I like polled Eagles fans about the guys that have killed the Eagles the most over the years. I think Ryan Fitzpatrick is going way up in those rankings. Well, what did he have, like 370 yards today? Yeah, he touchdowns. 365, Sorry, but man. yes. <laughs> well, because he's on Jim Schwartz's mind every day yeah, of the year. Yeah, he, he, uh, yeah. he lives rent-free in his brain. So. Yeah. Um, just an absolute disaster. This is, if you had said before the season, what's the worst possible thing that could happen, it would be that the Eagles lost two games in a row and then lost a third to the Miami Dolphins. Like, I mean, I mean it could have gone, it could, they could have less than five wins. That would be worse, of course. But, like... This is just – they're a bad football team right now. Uh, I don't have any – like there's an – you know, you, you try to play devil's advocate understandably and saying like they still can do this and this. You you, you did say can. You didn't say they will, um, which I think is important to note. But the idea that they were going to win five games and run end of the season is just clearly a ludicrous <laughs> concept. Correct. Yes. And, and I'm gonna, the fact that people think that I – I don't think anybody thinks it now, but four games is a stretch also. I'm going to say this, and I'm going to go out on – I don't know if I'm going out on a limb here, but this is more disappointing than the Dream Team season because this really seemed like this team had a really good foundation. They added some key elements that could enhance those uh, notable incumbent stars and – Carson Wentz has played all 12 games this season. Uh, you know, we we are on record of saying if Carson Wentz plays the season, they should win the division. I thought he was going to be an MVP candidate if he played every game. And you weren't alone. I mean, we yeah. spoke. you and I spoke to a lot of people that... It, and Lewis Riddick declared it like it was going to happen, and he's a smart football guy. <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, this loss today kind of sums up the Eagles' season. I said to you, there were some things that were encouraging about this loss in the fact that Alshon Jeffrey came back. I didn't back. Even realize Alshon's line. I yeah, know. Alshon came back and actually played pretty well. I yeah. thought Miles Sanders played very well. Um, I didn't think the offensive line played poorly. Uh, Relative to how they played the last right, couple they weeks, still, especially. Yeah. They still played the run really well. Look, there's... There's like there's always something that you could say. Well, they did this, but like they've never been able to put anything. It's, it's pain lipstick on a pig. Right, and somebody asked Carson Wentz after the game if it's just the offense and defense don't know when to click at the same time, 
And Carson was like, probably. I mean, yeah. That's, <laughs> yeah, I mean, I mean like, we, said, we talked about that since the beginning of last season. That how many games in the last two years that they had where the defense and offense played well at the same time? Like maybe that Rams game. The the uh, I would say the Texans game well, last well, year. They gave up a lot of points that game though. They did, but they played and well. Deshaun Watson almost like single handedly brought. Them. I mean, just Deshaun Watson. Yeah, I mean, the point they, being like a full four quarters. The like, Jets, the Jets game. Yeah, uh, again, yeah, that's the thing. It's against bad teams, so they haven't played a full four quarters since 2017. Basically, this is the first time they've lost three in a row. Since 2016, um, they I mean, at this point, it feels like they could go 7-9, which is what they went in 2016, right? Yep. I'd say 7-9, the way things have been going, that would be a, a positive step. Like, that's where they're at right now. Not positive relative to, like, where they were supposed to be, but, um, you know, they're 5-7. and seven. I think believe they were 5-7 and seven last year also, right? Yes. Yeah, they were 5-7 and seven last year. Their schedule the rest of the way is easier than it was last year, but... This is a much worse team. It's, in my opinion. You mean the, the Eagles are? Yeah, currently... Which is crazy to say, because, you know, before the season, we we were on the train that this is one of the, the most talented rosters in the NFL. And you know what? I think... Hey, almost a, everybody's back now. I, I think a lot of people can't escape the Nick Foles-Carson Wentz debate. We, we're not having that debate no, right now. Foles was terrible today. Yeah, Foles, Foles got benched yeah, in Jacksonville. Yeah. But, but I do think that there are certain elements of this run that are just not going to happen. They're, because of the change at quarterback because there are changed parts. You know, you don't have that miracle rhythm that that Nick Foles was able to find the past two years. This team seems to be a team that has good moments but can't close. Like they, they or, all, or it started out the season they can't start and now it's they can't close. Right. Um because if you look at all their losses outside of the Cowboys game, they've lost by eight points or less. So it's like it's not they've been in position to win games. They were in position to win the Falcons game. They were in the position to win the Lions game. They were in the position to win the Patriots and the Seahawks games. They were in the position to win this game. Um and they were I mean Minnesota was kind of rough. So I guess I guess there's that, but like it's just to me it's there's something not right. And honestly, we're we're seeing a lot of trick plays this is the third week in a row where a trick play has has led to a touchdown. They're just never ready to handle it. But here's the thing. They're being out... Doug Peterson's supposed to be this creative, like, ballsy coach. and He's not doing it. And honestly, every other coach that they've played this year has taken more risks and been more creative. So it's, you know, it's one of those things where it's like they're getting turned on their head a little bit, if that makes sense. Weirdly, you know, the big problem for Doug for the first half of this year and almost all of last year was he wasn't creative at the beginning of games, and then he'd figure it out. And it's kind of gone the reverse over these last, like, five weeks, where they're doing really well, actually, at the start of games. They've taken leads a few times now. Like, they did against the Patriots, too, didn't they? Like, 10-0, I believe. Mm-hmm. This game, they were up 28-14, to uh, 10-0 to start. And then, again, he stops running the ball. Um, you know, I Wentz... Wentz it's like he's a, we'll get we'll get to Wentz later. It's an interesting game for him, I think. But um, let's let's do a little good, bad, and ugly. But we'll go in reverse since there's more bad than good. Let's start sure. with the the ugly. You mentioned that trick play. A punter threw a touchdown pass to a kicker in this game. Let's just let's just. I don't think we need even to talk that much. It was it was a really clever play. They had like a weird formation. Uh, they had their special teams unit out there, obviously. Um, 
And they just owned the Eagles on that play. Like, that's just a fact. Like, yeah, so essentially... It was like a shovel pass. Thing. Right, the idea behind the play was you spread out the offensive line to where only Daniel Kilgore, the center, and uh, the punter, Matt Houck, right? Uh, yeah. Were, were aligned up front in front of a lineman. And then you had four... Or you had five linemen on one side and four on the other and so it spread things out and the kicker uh was able to kind of like evade coverage but the reason why the play worked is Kilgore basically blocked in space on a design rollout for the punter so that he could kind of drift and the coverage unit kind of didn't know where anything was because you've on on blocking kick uh, you know on kick uh field goal blocking groups it's mostly defensive linemen so they don't know how to cover appropriately and the kicker got lost in the shuffle yeah um that's not even remotely the worst thing that happened today but that is <laughs> ugly uh but Devonte parker just absolutely owned jalen mills and ronald darby yeah it was uh, something else early, it was a the first one it, darby it was gonna be a tough play for him it's parker looked like an absolute like Stunned. He looked like Calvin Johnson like today. They were throwing yeah. it up. He was good. Like he's what the Eagles wanted Alshon Jeffrey to be when they signed him. For sure. Uh, he had seven catches, 159 yards, two touchdowns. A few of them were on Ronald Darby. A few of them were on Jalen Mills. Uh, the two, uh, Ronald Darby opened the game with an interception, and he felt like the Eagles were about to blow out the Dolphins. Yeah. He scored after that. Uh, he was really bad after that. He had bad positioning multiple times. Jalen Mills was getting beat by him by the tight end, Jaziki, a few times. It was it was like old school bad Mills where he's giving up big play after big play, celebrating when he had one good moment. Uh, I know that's part of his whole shtick, but you know those cornerbacks have played well the last couple weeks and they were just awful today. Well, what's interesting to me is like you see this happening in the red zone over and over again. Why not put Rasul Douglas, who was an above average size corner, in there to kind of play against a dude that? is really good at high-pointing the football. Like, he was ridiculous well, today. was playing over Douglas today. Yeah, which makes sense because if you're going to play dime, having two guys that can play the nickel position inside as opposed to forcing Jalen Mills inside makes sense. I, I, I get it, but I also, at the same time, Douglas has been out there and LeBlanc hasn't played. Correct, since yeah. Last year. But yeah I, I don't I, think that was the issue in this game. Yeah, but no, yeah, no, no, yeah. I, to no, your I, point about D- Douglas not playing, yeah. Um, but yeah, so that was... Pretty ugly. Uh, Zach Ertz uh, had another one of his. He seems to be always be the one who's showing the most emotion in the locker room. After I don't know if it ever amounts to anything, but he had a bad game. He had a bad drop that made it so Jake Elliott was attempting a forty-nine yard field goal as opposed to something a little bit closer. Mm-hmm. He might have even went, been able to get a touchdown on that drive. It would have been a first down. He just straight up dropped it. Um, that's not the only problem they had in this game, but you need your best offensive weapon <laughs> to catch that. Sure. I mean, he, you know, he had, he battled a hamstring injury. There were reports out there that he was on the closer side of doubtful. I spoke to a source uh, close to the situation that said, you know, he's going to give it a go. Like, that was pretty much it. Like, that, it was, it seemed like a Hail Mary yeah. in its own right. It was, it was a bad game. Really. Yeah. Um, and the other ugly, I would say, would be the lack of discipline, just especially on defense. Yeah. Ten, penalties were so bad. Ten penalties. Had two roughing the passer penalties. One of them led to a touchdown. Uh, Jalen Mills had two pass interferences, which both were costly. I think they scored on both of them. They did. Um, 
Let me think. There was a couple of false starts and holding on offense. Matt Collins had a bad holding. Jason Peters had a bad false start, I believe. Mm-hmm. So did I think Goddard. Goddard had one that we thought was Peters because of the way he reacted. Um, yeah, bad. And just like g- generally the defense, as a result of a lot of that, honestly, they gave up touchdowns on five straight possessions to one of the worst offenses in the NFL. I mean, when you give up 10 penalties uh, for 91 yards, you're going to lose a game. Like, it's just, that's so much and extra that, that's yardage. And all their losses has been like, and that, that falls on Doug Peters and that falls on Jim Schwartz. Well, and I think if you look at the uh, the Dolphins were like 5 of 12 on third down and still able to move the ball because a yep. lot of those penalties happened on third down, uh, at least from the defensive side. Look, that is a, it, it, look, it's a microcosm of frustration for the season. It's it's bad coaching in a lot of ways because your culture is typically reflected in how disciplined you are. Um, but yeah, man, this was an overall uh, embarrassing loss. And I mean... What, what are some other bad... Because those are all the ugly ones. Uh, Carson had a... a the second so, half, he wasn't as good. Yeah, he wasn't. Well, I mean, he didn't he start off stretching. that great. Yeah, yeah. Well, so he threw a touchdown early in the third quarter, and I think I, I wrote it down. He from from that point for almost a full, a little more than a full quarter, he had only completed five of ten passes for like forty five yards. And then he, he again, like he does almost every week, he like juiced it a little bit on the last two drives, mm-hmm. where he had a few really like that's the thing with Carson again. It's he has a few impressive throws where you're like okay, and then he has a few where he sails it over Nelson Aguilar's head or. You know, it completely forces it into a, an area where there's three corners. Um, so he had so one of the ugly moments was he the last field goal, the last scoring drive that they had, where they were forced to take a field goal in, as opposed to go for a touchdown. Uh, Wentz held the ball on second down for what seemed like forever, and he was brought down and sacked and fumbled, but he recovered it. Uh, that was rough. Um, his pocket awareness is something that needs to be discussed in depth with him. It's, I've seen other people bring this up, like not having elite pocket awareness doesn't make you a bad quarterback, but it's definitely something he needs to work on. That's a clear deficiency that he has shown this year. And so look, Carson Wentz owns a part of the blame pie in this game. And in, in most losses, uh, how big that slice is, you know, you determine that on basically what he did. The amount of backpedaling and defensiveness for Carson uh, last week for, like, his his wide receivers running different routes and blah, 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 blah. He was bad last week. He wasn't bad this week, but he certainly wasn't good enough to give them a chance to, yeah. to well, really they, own they, this that's game. That's the thing. They, scored, they should win when they score 31 points. Right, yeah, sure. But, you know, the route is you have to look at how the game ended, and it's another game where he wasn't able to bring them back in the fourth quarter. Realistically, they should win when the defense is holding four straight teams yeah, to 17 or thing. less it's, points. It's, that's the thing. It's the give and take where they can never have the two of them playing well at the same time. Right. Um, here, we can try and be positive for a little bit real quick here because there's not that much to be positive. Actually, another bad is that the pass rush was good in the first like two quarters and then it just like, completely disappeared. Josh Sweat had another good game. Um, yeah. So good. Miles Sanders, 17 carries, 83 yards. They kind of stopped giving him the ball in the second half again. Yeah. Uh, Jeffrey, you mentioned he had nine catches for 137 and a touchdown. Or Sega Whiteside caught a touchdown. He wasn't really involved in the offense other than that. So, Jalen, uh, sorry, Miles Sanders had a career high 83 rushing yards today. That was a career high. I didn't know yeah, yeah, yeah. On 17 carries, he also had 22 yards on a career high five receptions. 
And a Still touchdown. felt like he was barely involved yeah. in the second half. Yeah, the first half, the touchdown he was wide open, and it, that was a play where he, where Wentz airmailed it over him last week, and he got kind of to him this week. So <laughs> making those easy throws important. Uh, JJ didn't play as much as I thought he would. Only two carries for nine yards. Uh, Garter was pretty good. Six catches, 66. Aguilar, he caught, only caught three of six, but there was like two of his catches that were taken back by penalties. There was another one where Wentz like completely missed him. Like, yeah, like anything that, and I go, he had that one, like, hey, the catch and run. That's where it was called back because of a block. I think that was Matt Collins, actually. Mm-hmm. And uh, this is the rare game where you can't really blame Aguilar for anything. <laughs> yeah, I mean, the the, the two-point conversion, he tracked that ball really well. It was an impressive catch. It was a good throw by Carson. Um, look, again, I just think this is a season where nothing ever adds up properly. If you need to get 10 points, you're getting eight. You know what I mean? If that makes sense. Not like in a skit, no, but like, you know what I'm saying? Like, there are clear deficiencies every week, and they come from different spots that yeah. you wouldn't... Well, well, I think that comes down to coaching then. Right? Yeah, absolutely. So I think... What, what needs... I'm hearing is they're, you know, they're they're focusing on the thing they did bad the week before, but they're forgetting to focus on the thing they did well the week before. I think that's a terrific point. Yeah. I think uh, there definitely needs to be some changes with this coaching staff. Let's say they win four straight games... By some miracle, Still. and they make the playoffs. There needs to be change. I mean, nine and seven for a team that was supposed to win the NFC is not good. Right. Anyway, but I th- not going to go nine and seven. I think no matter what, um, where do you? Where this do you is start? a disappointing. You, it starts on offense, obviously, because the offense has been the more disappointing. Right. So I think Carson Walls might grow. Yeah. Press Taylor would be like anybody game. involved in the passing game. Really, I think you need new yeah. voices. I mean, Stalin would be the only one that you could. It's, I mean, the running backs have done a pretty good job. This uh, yeah, I think, Deuce, I think Deuce and Stout. Uh, um, and defensively, I think the defensive line has been good. Uh, the linebackers, I don't know how talented those guys are. Uh, and the secondary is where you have the questions, probably. Yeah, and Corey Unlin's like a weird guy yeah, because... Like, he does well with like lesser players, so weirdly. Like, right. Yeah, it, like when they're in a pinch, he's at his best. Yeah, it's an interesting spot that he's in. I, I don't know if you, you know, there's two DB coaches technically because yeah, Tim, Tim Houck is is Safety a safeties thing. coach. So um, maybe you make a decision there. Um, I'm going to bring up somebody who I actually think flies under the radar because he was so terrific during the Chip Kelly era. But Dave Phipp, what yeah. has the special teams done in the last yeah, two years? The coverage unit's been pretty bad. Yeah, wh- but like what have they done? Like you remember when he first got here and it was – like, they would come up with plays, like, almost all the time. Like, blocked kicks and blocked punts and so on and so forth. They also had Darren Sproles kind of in his prime as a special teams returner. But, yeah. again, like, Dave Phipps an interesting subject because it's he hasn't been able to develop a next Maragos. And I think that that's interesting. I saw – I'll give credit where credit's due. I saw Bleeding Green Nation brought up that they need their next Maragos. And it seems like they constantly try to bring in these special teams aces, Craig James – Alex Singleton, uh, Rudy Ford, all these guys, uh, DeAndre Hall, LJ Fort. yeah, LJ Fort, and no one's really kind of like there are guys that have played well. I think Craig James has played pretty well the last couple of weeks, and that's forced Sidney well, Jones I think to be an active. Like he's probably supposed to be the Maragos because he's like the captain and all that stuff, but he also is the starting linebacker. Right? Yeah, there's they've got to figure out their priorities and how they're going to upgrade this roster because realistically if Camus your number two linebacker I don't know what that says to you about your linebacker group um but yeah I don't know man there's not a lot of positive to take from this yeah so so let's play this out so I just looked in the the, the line opened for the Giants game at the Eagles as eight and a half point favorites that's 
Probably more. That's insane. That is insane. The Giants have played pretty close the last few weeks. I know losing is still losing, but they've played close against some okay teams. The Packers won, got a little out of hand at the end, but they were playing them close for the first half. Well, know. the Eagles are the home team, so you figure yeah. then they're so basically a five. Point. It's a five and a half point favorite. I would say they're probably closer to a three and a half point yeah. favorite. Like, if this I'm is a lot closer than it should be. Uh, the Giants have a really bad defense, so they like, do. And bad, very bad secondary with a lot of young guys. You know who also has a really bad defense and a really bad secondary? The Miami Dolphins, yes, and true. that didn't matter, really. I mean, but for for the sake of Carson Wentz, like, he should have a good game. Um, but the, the Giants have some weapons that are going to give the Eagles some trouble. I agree. I'm not sure if Golden Tate will play. He missed this week because of a concussion. That, that would actually kind of sting. If he, that, I mean, give us something to write! Another chance in Week 17, I guess. But uh, Sterling Shepard, uh, Darius Slayton's been better than any Eagles receiver over the course of the whole season. Yeah, it's pretty easy. Maybe he'll be back by then, but that dude's always hurt. Saquon Barkley has killed them uh, in the few times they But played. he doesn't look that healthy. So Not, yeah. yeah, he's had a. Although he said, I was up in Giants this week, and he says. Not bringing up the health because that's not the problem. Uh, so well, then there's some really big yeah, problems because you look slow. And he's running out of bounds instead yeah. of taking contact. Mm-hmm. Um, so, like, how how do you feel about the Eagles heading into that game? Like, we're, do you think they lose that game as we sit here right now? No, I don't I, think. I don't think I, look, it's a it's a night home game. It's they're going to be juiced up after this one. Uh, I mean, if, if they're not, then, then yeah, it, like if they lose this game, like they might lose the rest of their games. <laughs> they should lose, frankly. Yeah, yeah. Um, Get five, go five and uh, eleven, and get a good draft pick. Yeah, I mean, could you imagine? <laughs> um, I think if you're not the eagle, like if you're not every player in that locker room, and you're not angry and frustrated, and you still know you have something to play for, and you go out and you're embarrassed on national television, like, yeah, you're the only game in town, and yikes, you know. For all we've said about the Eagles' season, I don't think they're a bad team. I think they're a middling, mediocre team. And middling and mediocre still gives them an opportunity in a horrible division. Middling and mediocre doesn't pay the bills around here, Mike. No, I know. Well, yeah, but you can get into the playoffs at nine and seven. Um, I got a lot of I got a lot of like negative feedback when I said whoever wins the division is going to be nine and seven. Guess what? Spoiler alert: Whoever wins the division, hot garbage. Yeah, who get? It wouldn't shock me if the Cowboys lost two. The Eagles are only a game out of the division right now. But, but like, realistically, like, it would not shock me if they lost to the Bears and lost to the Rams in that Week 16 game. Just, like, was like, whatever. (laughs) We're bad, you're bad, let's do this. Yeah, they tie. Oh, God. Oh, man. Yeah. I I actually think the NFL should do a rule where division games can't tie. But that's that's for another discussion. And they also should make it so... If you only win nine games, win a division, you don't get a home game. <laughs> yes, that that's a long conversation to have, and probably a conversation we won't have to have because the Eagles probably are not making yes. the playoffs. Look, this Dolphins game made it almost abundantly clear that the Eagles have no business being in the postseason. I don't think the Cowboys have any business being in the postseason either. But the thing is, the Cowboys like have the, at least offensively have the talent. Like they have, they have a lot of talent. Yeah, they do. That defense is not good, though. They have a bad coach, and their defense is bad. Yeah, I mean, I look, I think Peterson's a better coach than, yes, than Garrett. No question about it. I think He has his flaws, though, for sure. I think Carson Wentz is a better quarterback than Dak Prescott. Uh, outside of that, and I think the, the Eagles' offensive line is better than the Cowboys' well, The Cowboys' offensive off- line is still good, though. Yeah, yeah, but I also, yeah, but then you they just lost, uh, um... What's his name? Yeah, from Texas. Uh, Connor. Oh, Connor Williams. Yeah, Williams. Connor Williams. Just towards ACL. Guy, yeah. But uh, I wouldn't put it out of the question, the Eagles winning the division. I just don't see it. 
I'm going to say they don't, but I mean, I think I, I mean, you've I been probably, saying that every day. Said, yeah. I probably said that last year too, after they lost to the Saints. So. Right. Um, <laughs> you know, realistically, this isn't look, Doug Peterson even said after the game, I wrote about this. Uh, it's a long shot. Yikes. And Carson Wentz, when I asked him about why anybody should believe that they can do it, he said, well, crazier things have happened. <laughs> like that's kind of, I mean, lot. it's true. Yeah. Last year was exactly. ridiculous. Like, Instead of everything matters. Crazier things that have happened, it should be their motto the rest of the way. I just think an, a, a head coach coming out and saying, yeah, we're long shots, when all you have to do is beat, like, yeah, three terrible teams yeah. and, and, and beat a division. It says everything about where this team is at, yeah. Um, it, was like a, it was like a weird – so we haven't really talked that much about the locker room. It was like a weird locker room. Um, guys were, like, kind of upset, kind of mad. A, a few, a bunch of leaders uh, declined interview requests, which I think is a soft move, honestly, after a game like this. Uh, the guys that declined. Well, you saw. You said Jason Kelsey had to go see his mom. <laughs> That's actually kind of funny reason. I approve of that. Huh? But, but Jason, that's why you normally can't record the podcast at certain times. <laughs> Jason Peters, Austin Jeffrey, Nelson Aguilar. Uh, there was Fletcher. Did I say Fletcher Cox already? I think I did. And I think there was somebody else. They didn't talk. Malcolm Jenkins talked, but he was pretty upset. Even at the line of questioning, he wasn't in the best mood. I would say, and I understand that, obviously. Um, and it's just but, like, like one, like the biggest thing that these guys keep saying every week is, we had a great week of practice. So, what does a bad week of practice look like? Let me talk to you about leadership, okay? I'm not, I'm not going to go on too much of a diatribe here, but like, at some point, so I asked Carson Wentz, and you were there for it. Uh, I know you don't want to point fingers, but how are you guys holding each other accountable? Like, man to man. Not like, how are you holding yourself accountable? Yeah. How, how are you guys calling each other out? Or right. Yeah. And Carson basically didn't answer the question. And I think, like, that's a major problem. He didn't have to tell me, hey, yeah, we have this meeting where we go around the table and we say, hey, this is one thing you did wrong. I wasn't looking for that. I was looking for some semblance of hey, we're self-aware, we need to be able to have those conversations. Instead of pointing fingers, we need to say, hey, offensive line, look, when this is happening, this is happening. Hey, this is what I'm seeing from you guys. This is what I'm, you know what I mean? Like, I, I don't think they need to point fingers to solve this problem because that won't solve the problem. But I also think there needs to be some conversation and really some acknowledgement of how bad this team has been at times especially in in specific areas Carson Wentz can talk until he's blue in the face about hey I see this in practice well guess what the practice isn't playing off in game so if you, that's your hope that's not really the reality of the situation well, maybe the problem is that this team is practicing against each other and this team's not good cool. that's actually a really great point and I think you know when you talk about leadership I don't really care that I know this is probably against our jobs, but I don't really care about like Fletcher Cox declining an interview. I don't think that that has anything to do with his leadership capability. I wasn't questioning his leadership. No, no, no. I know you're not. I'm, if anything, I actually think it, it means that he has something to say that he doesn't want to say. You know what I mean? And I think that's – if you have that mindset, that's not great either. And that's not a really great show of leadership. Brandon Graham's somebody who is – as consistent as possible when it comes to dialogue. And you know what? He acknowledges when there are shortcomings. He also stays optimistic. And I think Brandon Graham is, is a guy who is a true leader in that locker room. I don't know if his leadership is working, though, if that makes sense. I mean, 
he's like such a positive presence, and I imagine it's helpful to have him around in a time like this. I don't know. It could be a lot worse if he wasn't there is what I would say. I agree. I think he's universally respected in that locker room. And I don't know how many guys right now are yelling messages of positivity around that locker room. And there aren't some. You can hear the kind of the grumblings. You don't even hear the words. You just hear... I mean, there's uh, no... Uh, there's no Michael Bennett yelling in the locker room. St- that, which, by the way, it cracked me up that he was the one that... The dude joined in like two weeks ago and he's yelling at people. <laughs> yeah, it's interesting. Well, you got a Super Bowl ring. You can say stuff, I yeah, guess. I mean, he's a great player still, but he's something else. Um, so, we can only be so negative for so long. Uh, we could probably end on that note. It's going to be a little different week schedule-wise because they do have a Monday night game. So we're not sure. Probably try and get you guys a midweek one on like Wednesday or Thursday. Uh, we'll get a preview pod in. And they have a Monday night game this week. That's our first Monday night of the year, right? Yeah, it's their only one. Um, do you like covering Monday nights? Because uh, you, you do get to watch the Sunday games. We do, but it does throw the schedule off. It the next week's a little bit harder because you're kind of trying to catch up. Uh, I didn't have, I, you know, I've only covered. You didn't really cover. I've only, I think I've only covered one Monday night football or two Monday night football games because I think they had two last year, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, I so, yeah. so, I mean, I certainly like them more than I like Sunday night football games. I, I also can't imagine this is gonna be a very highly rated game relative well no i think it will be just because it's the giants eagles and the, those markets are very i think people will just well, tune in to see Philly, yeah. Yeah, yeah i think that those will be interesting that said i you know what if you if you don't like Mon- if you don't like sunday night games this was actually a good result for you because now they're definitely not gonna flex the gonna cowboys yeah, yeah. <laughs> the cowboys eagles so i didn't even think that about that possibility yeah well you know me that i come from every angle so uh <laughs> Yeah, look if you're look look if you're a member of like the Eagles fan base that really just wants this positivity and you're not gonna get it here. No, 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 no. Here, I'll offer this thought. Okay, uh, they play a, a team twice who has a two and ten record, who has a rookie who turns the ball over significantly more than Carson Wentz does. Uh, doesn't have a good defense. Uh, when you look at the Redskins, they you absolutely should beat the Giants. Yes. Right, with the Redskins, they beat the. Panthers today, but the Panthers are terrible and probably going to fire uh, Ron Rivera. Um, I'd also say that if you're looking for positive there, you know, their running games, whatever, they're not very good. This will come down to the Cowboys Week 16 game, in my opinion. I think the Eagles can run the table against the Giants, and I think they can beat the Redskins. This Cowboys game is going to be interesting. I know there's a segment of the fan base who says, you know what, they don't deserve to be in the playoffs. You don't know if you want to be embarrassed in the playoffs. I mean, if you can get the playoffs, you get to the playoffs. Yeah, yeah. That, you, that's a bad sentence. Yeah, if you can... Yeah, but that's my point. Like, if you can get a ticket to the dance, you go to the dance because they've got some really great punch there. And so... <laughs> that was actually good. I like that Yeah, one. thanks. I, I uh, Occasionally... For the sake of Carson Wentz, he needs to play. Yeah, Carson Wentz... This is a huge game stretch for him. I know a lot of people get upset about certain journalists when they go out and say, this is the biggest game of Carson Wentz's career. And it's like... But it really is. But like, and you hear it every single week. He's <laughs> going. Like, it's such a funny recurring joke. Do you, do you think like? But how how unbearable is the offseason going to be if he not doesn't play in the playoffs? Well, the spin is he played all sixteen games yeah. there, Zach. Well, that's, well, that's so so because his birthday is like December thirtieth, I believe. If he, they don't make it this year, hypothetically, they made it next year, he wouldn't have played in his first playoff game until he's twenty eight years old. Oh, jeez. Yeah. 
Well, also think older for like his year, but also think about it this way. So his rookie year, they went seven and nine. He played all sixteen games. If they uh, go seven and nine, yeah. yeah. Look, I'm not saying this team's failing because of Carson Wentz. We're trying to be positive, and we started going negative. No, 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 no. So what I would say is this: I think we're going to learn a lot about Carson Wentz over the next month. The wide receivers are healthy again. Uh, Zach Ertz, I would imagine, after another week, might kind of regain his uh, his flash. Um, and the team will be healthy going into the final, you know, stretch because Jordan Howard's really the only guy that was uh, an injured player that was inactive today. So that's By the way, positive. The Howard situation does not seem optimistic. Yeah, that's going to probably be like the main talk of our midweek. Uh, show, but for right now, I, I, I just, if you're looking for positives, I think you can just see that this NFC East is an absolute dumpster fire. The Eagles have a shot. If you're really big on postseason football, they would have a home game. You just really want to see the Eagles play five more games this season for whatever reason. They'll probably be like the Seahawks or yeah, they will get trounced. But you know what? If you're an internal optimist and you really want to see this team make a playoff run, there's definitely a chance here. I, you know, Zach. Uh, Zach is a lot more pessimistic about their chances than I am. We're both pessimistic, but, but like the level, of it, yeah. the level is pretty different. And I, I look, That's I think they nature. can do it. I just don't think they will. If that makes sense. I'm pessimistic for my life growing up in Philadelphia. Yeah, there, well, there you are. <laughs> All right, uh, we'll end on that note. Uh, leave us some comments. We'll read them on the next episode. Uh, we'll be back on a regular schedule now that I'm not covering the Giants. Uh, the rest of the way. Well, except for this week because the Monday night stuff. Touche. I'll be covering the Giants this week, actually. Yeah, yeah. From Philly. No, I was talking about the schedule because they're <laughs> yeah, on Monday yeah, night. I, I, was, I technically am covering the Giants. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> All right. Uh, but we'll end on that note. Thanks for listening to this, this podcast of positivity. Deuces.